What makes Shatterproof a very unique program is it's one of the only programs in the country that first responders can go to that is 100% all first responders. Everybody's in pretty bad shape when they get here. And then 30 days later, when you can see the transformation and the difference in people when they've had 30 days uh, of counseling, working with therapists, working with a psychiatrist, getting the neuro treatment, doing the breath therapy that's done here. The transformation that happens with the clients is really humbling to be able to work around and see because people are getting better here. And it just shows that there's a need for the first responder community to deal with behavioral health issues and take them seriously and offer treatment to people that may need help out there. They should be afforded the ability to come get help when they need help. It has gotten better, but we still have a long way to go. What do you know about fitness? My next guest is gonna tell you what you need to know about fitness, the truth behind it and how we've been misled for many years. J.C. Santana has been raising the bar in the fitness industry for over 30 years. He is the founder of the Institute of Human Performance, dynamic speaker, sought-after consultant, and prolific author. And he's going to talk about his recent trips to FHE Health. You do not want to miss this episode. J.C. Santana. Next on the CJ Evolution Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Patrick here, host and creator of the top-ranked CJ Evolution Podcast. Top-ranked because of you listener and supporter. Thank you so much. If you would give us that five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, we sure would appreciate it. And share this episode and others with your family and friends. Special thanks to you, the criminal justice professional, the first responder, whatever you were doing, wherever you were at. Thank you for doing it. And remember this, you were honored, cherished, and above all, you are loved. Keep up the fantastic work. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Very excited to have my next guest on the show. He is all over the place, social media. He's a fitness maverick, founder of the Institute of Human Performance. He's a dynamic speaker, sought-after consultant, author. He's authored so many books, right, JC? He is JC Santana. Welcome, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for having me, brother. Well, I appreciate you being here. And we were talking a little beforehand about how you were down at FHE Health. Uh, a little bit ago and, and just uh, plotting FHE. I actually saw your reels and I was like, I got to see if JC will come on here. I know you're like a superstar, dude. Nah, no. <laughs> very much your normal dude, bro. Nah. Surprisingly so. Very much your normal dude and trying to get more normal with time. Well, I love what you're doing. You're Like I said, Fitness Maverick, you have so many publications, you, you have so many certifications, education behind you. But you're helping so many people out there, JC, I know you know that, with with fitness and, and how to get in better shape, a lot of it dealing with the mind and all kinds of things like that. And you're doing amazing work, brother. How did you get into this line of work? What was the catalyst? I, I, I've always loved it, man. Um, 
you know, I, I wanted to, my, my other love is music. So, yeah. you know, I've always been into sports, uh, little league on up and um, I wrestled and did judo and kickboxing and all the, the combat arts. And uh, I, I always loved the physicality. So I kind of started with a pre-med when I went to college, you know, okay. wrestled in high school, got 10 scholarships, said no to the scholarships and we're going to go to medical school. And then I worked in a hospital. I couldn't take the smell. I couldn't take everything that was going on in there. Everything from the tragedy to the bedpans yeah. to everything in between. So I said, no, not going to do it. So went through a slew of, like everybody else, slew of majors, 136 credits with no degree. And then I said, okay, I got to chase my love. And my other love is music. Yeah. So I started a band, toured with the band. And that 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 industry is very dark. Let's put it this way. Extremely dark extremely corrupt so what do, you mean, what do you mean by dark jc just kind of like just, drugs you know, alcohol stuff everything like that. Yeah, yeah it's dark yeah. it's dark it's it, it, it's more sadness than it is fun yeah. because yeah it's fun when you're in it but then you see you you, you see the fallout and the fallout is never good yeah. it's, it's death and destruction and accidents and overdosing and stuff like that so yeah, yeah. i got out of that you know and, and uh, went back to school and said all right what do you really want to do so I said, okay, for the first time, I'm going to actually study what I want. And I studied exercise physiology because there was mm -hmm. personal training was coming on board. It's in the early 80s. There was no such thing as personal training prior to the 80s. You were you went to school to become a, a, a phys ed teacher. But in the 80s, the phys ed starts fizzling out, you know, so these people had something to do, needed something to do. So they got into corporate fitness uh, personal training and, and occupational therapy. The therapy was booming in the 80s. Uh, so I started with a physical uh, uh, exercise physiology, got a bachelor's, got a master's. Then I was going to get a PhD. I didn't know if I was going to go psychology. I didn't know if I was going to go nutrition. What the heck? So I started my PhD at the University of Miami with Dr. Signorelli and, and did my postgrad there. Uh, still work in progress. My PhD is a and uh, and then that's that's it. I mean, you know, yeah. started with just build uh, your brand, brother. And, yeah. And eighteen books later, and thirty-two countries, and so wow. on and so forth. I opened up uh, the gym, the ex, uh, the Institute of Human Performance, in two thousand and one. Had a couple. I had a small gym while that was getting built, but now we're the oldest gym in Boca Raton at twenty-two years, just this April first. So um, it's it's been quite. Quite the I know you have a huge clientele. I mean, you work with Fortune 500 companies. I mean, you work with everybody. Just about it. Yeah, my consulting, everybody from CIA to FBI to SEAL Team 6. Yeah. On the other side, NFL, NBL, and and uh, corporations, you know, that would bring me in to talk to their execs and so on and so forth. So, yeah, my my, my tour, I've been in 32 countries. So, my, my, my worldwide Amazing. tour was insane before COVID. Insane. That's and I imagine it's picking up now. Uh, it's been picking up again after yeah, post-COVID, right? Actually, I, have, I haven't traveled extensively. I've been once, I think, to um, once to Mexico during COVID at the, at the tail end. Now it's going to start to pick up now, this year. Prior to this year, I went three years with, with no traveling. Yeah. And so, of course, the, you know, the, the business took a hit because it depended on, on my sure, international sure. business. So COVID killed the international business and I had to learn how to run a gym. <laughs> you yeah. know, so my son and I, uh, you know, pulled, uh, pulled our pants up and went at it. And finally the gym, now, now we're gym operators, you know, before we were personal trainers and 
lecture people and stuff like that. But now, you know, now we you run gym a, gym, operators. a legit gym now. Yeah, that's a, awesome. A, a real gym with real. Well, you're 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 in a, you've been in the business a very long time. Yeah, yeah. So you must I've be doing something right, right? Since I was 14, believe it or yeah. not. Back now, in, oh, go ahead, sir. Yeah, back back when you're 15 years old, you're in North River Drive in Miami, and you have Brody's Gym. All you need to be a manager is a set of keys, and they'll be more than happy <laughs> to give you a set of keys if you keep the place clean. Voila, one bathroom. It was yeah. a warehouse. There was, there was no females there. Back in those days, those gyms were just dudes. Yeah. Terrazzo flooring. And rock and roll, baby, just iron. So I was a manager at 15, you know, at Brody's Gym. So. The one thing I see, because I'm in Arizona, the one thing I see, and you, you're in the industry, I mean, you're in the fitness industry, is that a lot of these older gyms, same in Colorado where I grew up and was pretty much spent my whole life, is that these older mom, I don't know what they, mom and pop gyms, for lack of a better word, are now getting absorbed by like, these big corporate conglomerates. Is that the case? I mean, like Lifetime and all kinds of other. Yeah, but Lifetime is not, uh, it, it's not buying over gyms like mine. Yeah, okay. You know, and I've consulted for Lifetime. Yeah. For the original Lifetime in Minnesota, in, uh, okay. in, in, in up, up there in, uh, yeah, Minnesota. And um, so I've worked, I'm very familiar with Lifetime, worked for, with them for a while. And at some point in time, they were yapping about buying me over, but they yeah. never did. Yeah. And I, I and I predicted about about 15 years ago, almost 20 years ago, when I opened up IHP, that the small gym was going to be the next thing. Wow. And yeah. that we were going to be able to compete in the marketplace with the big boxes. The because big it's boxes more intimate the, and it's more intimate. The, it's it's the big boxes it's, have the glamour. They have the koozies, yeah. they have the pools, they have the 70,000 square foot Wally World, but they don't <laughs> have the personalization, the high end yeah. knowledge. Yeah. And they don't have that quality. Yeah. They don't because they're, it's, it's a revolving door. And so gyms like mine are owned by the personnel that's working in there. So they take a special interest yeah. in education. They take a special interest in service. They take a, take a special interest in their, um, their specialties. And yeah. they can provide high, 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 high-end services and like you okay. said, I mean, you don't have 2000 people in there like you did with a, you do with a lifetime. You, it's more intimate, right? I imagine it's smaller and you get a lot but more it's attention. It's not only the intimate because I can do my work at lifetime. Yeah. But lifetime is not going to give me the the autonomy. They're not going to give okay. me the control of running the trainers the way I want. They okay. want the corporate world. So they would never get a guy like me ever, ever, ever to work there. Okay. Ever. And yeah. the, the people that a place like lifetime uh, or Equinox, by the time they develop a me, that person will go out and open their own stuff because they won't be able to do what they want to do yeah. inside the box. Absolutely. And you just wow. can't. Yeah. Now the, the, therein what, lies the, the, the service. Therein lies the, the essence of personal training. Yeah. Now the, and I'm going to ask you again, uh, you, you seem to see, I know you see it all the time. You seem to see, I see all these fads coming out like with fitness, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, a, a couple of years ago it was, it was CrossFit. I don't know if CrossFit's still around. I did CrossFit, it's almost fading. killed myself. It's, it's faded like I said it would. But what, and, and I'm assuming mainly because injuries? Or I mean, what? Um, it's it, like, look, even Orange Theory was yeah. hot five years ago. I was on That's the bikes, fire. right? The bike. Huh? Or, those are the bikes, orange right? Orange Theory is the, is the play that's orange with orange light, red light. Okay, okay. I'm and thinking a circuit, soul cycle or whatever. And it's a circuit. 
and they have rowers and they have thing and they have a circuit that, that why do goes. those things don't last i mean because it's the, the same thing it's the yeah. same thing it's a circuit and yeah. it's the roars. Okay, so you change the wood chomp to a diagonal wood chomp, but it's still an exercise with a ball. And it's da, 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 people are running there like like hamsters. And okay, so your heart rate is up on the monitor and you're competing with the heart rate, but that gets old. That gets old. So when those places open up, the ones that make long lasting money are, are it's, it's the franchise itself and not the franchisee. Maybe the beginners make a little bit of money, but eventually if they stay there long enough, they're going to lose their ass. Yeah. So you don't hear Orange Theory as much as you used to. And in another three or four years, it'll be something else and, and they'll be gone. Yeah. But the, but, the, but, the, but the places like yours, you know, mine, the, the gym, like it, mine, it's going to stand the test of time. And not only that, it gets actually better with time. Yeah. Better okay. with time because the owner gets mature. And if the owner has a son like me, then that son comes in and that son carries that blood, that, that, yeah. that interest, that passion, that 100% devotion to the place, devotion yeah. to the place, that pride in the place. And then the guys that come in absorb that. So the staff, although let's put it this way, my staff of six now outproduces my old staff of 12 by wow. 30%, by wow. 30%. Half the staff, 30% over in sales. Yeah. And when I say sales, I mean gross. Why? Because yeah. not because we're selling. We don't sell. People are attracted. Yeah, I was going to say the they're work attracted to come. it. Yeah, you do yeah. the work, people come. You do a good work, do a good job, and people come. So, so I'm going to ask you a question, JC. I don't know if it's too broad, but what are the, I'm going to ask anyway. <laughs> what are the basic tenets of good fitness? You know what I mean? Okay, what for the person out there who's listening that wants to get into better shape, uh, you know, wants to get lean or whatever, bulk up. I mean, what are, I know people are different, so it's you know, yeah, yeah, are, but you know, the, people are different, and it's different for different people. Is the is the answer you get when there's no principles? Because principles apply to everybody. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, values now, values and taste that differs from culture to culture, person to person. But principles are overall natural laws that if you violate, bad stuff happens. Okay. So here's the deal. It's not, it's not different for different people. The tenets of fitness is number one, movement. Number two, consistency. Number three, frequency. Okay. You've got to do it often. I say every day if you can. Every yeah. day if you can. How, how often do you think, moving? I mean, what, what do you recommend? I mean, 20, 30 walk, minutes a day or whatever? Walk. Walk every day, Walk. every day, 40, 50, 50 minutes an hour, every day. Lift. You don't have to bench press 300. You don't even have to do functional training, man. Get behind some machines, do a little bit of chest, do a little bit of back, do a little bit of everything three or four days a week. Done. The rest, get on your bike, get in the pool, walk, take your dog off for a walk. Movement is life. Channel, man. Yeah. Get your dog and walk it. Walk with your kids. You got babies, push them. Yeah. Just Move. some sort of movement. Move, man, move. And, and the biggest fallacy is fit and health are two different things. Yeah, because you could be very things. fit but unhealthy. So, so much. We we learned this thing 30 years ago. Wellness, what is wellness? Wellness is a combination of, of everything, emotional health, you know, physical health, okay? Spiritual health. That's wellness. This is what you're looking for. 
You don't have to run a mile in nine minutes or six minutes or seven minutes. You don't even have to run a mile. Who who says you got to run a mile? Walk, walk, walk fast. Okay. Yeah. So why do you have to be, why do you have to raise VO2? That's a fallacy. I don't even look at VO2 for my athletes. Yeah. Not even for my athletes. And that's just something that was ingrained in us, right? It's, I mean, just growing culture, up, condition, it's advertising. It's culture. It's yeah. culture. You got to go hard. You got to go hard. Tabata this, Tabata that. Nobody even does Tabata. They what's, do Tabata. What's, time. What's, Tabata, what's, which was um, uh, a research study that was done with 20 seconds of heart, heart intensity exercise, 10 second rest repeated. Well, the problem is that the 20 seconds are like 120 percent uh, uh, above VO2 max. So yeah. who the hell is going to do that? It's never been ever able to be replicated. Nobody can actually do that in physicality. So they do Tabata timing, but they don't do Tabata intensity. So nobody does Tabata uh, training. Nobody. Okay. Yeah. Everybody thinks they do, but they don't. Yeah, I know when I was younger, I was you know, I was in the military. You, you, I told you that before we started, and we were running all over the place and all that shit. I don't run a lot anymore, but I walk. I get on the treadmill. And the older I get, the more um, I'm, you know, I was I was always pumping weights and stuff, but I, I don't care to bulk up anymore. You know, I'm, I'm just yeah. looking more for cardiovascular health. Yeah, and not only not only that, bro, look, statistically, big people die early. Strong yes. men die early. Athletes die earlier than the average population. Is that just because their body is so worn out? Because and, of the and wear and tear, bro. You're you're allowed so many heartbeats in a lifetime. And point. if you want to use them all playing football, uh, well, we'll give you a short career and a short life. Yeah. It, it's not what people think. Everything is the antithesis of what we've uh, been sold. If you if you want to, uh, on YouTube, just look up strength training is killing people. Wow. I have a three-part video on how we are overdoing it for nothing, for nothing. It's all lies. It's all lies. For example, I'll give you an example. Father wants a kid to play basketball, okay? And the kid has to increase his vertical. And of course, the best way to increase your vertical is plyometrics, Olympic weight training, and heavy squatting. Lie, 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 and lie. But but boy, they're coming in asking for it. But it's all lies. Why? Because basketball is not determined by vertical jump. As a matter of fact, vertical jump is not even important in basketball. Don't believe me? Look at the game. Mm-hmm. Look, look on YouTube. Don't believe your 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 lying eyes, as they say. You know, look on YouTube and 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 punch in best jump shots of 2022, and you'll see that most jump shots are below knee height. Few interesting. Few jump shots get to even double digits, inches. Few are higher than 10 inches. So From a lot of it's just misinformation out there. Totally. Well, you need for rebounding. Really? When have you seen a shooting guard rebound? Inside of seven foot four centers, mm-hmm. it ain't gonna happen, brother. It's not gonna happen. They're gonna man up that 280, 300 pound body on you, and you're not gonna get position. Then on top of that, when they go like this, they're gonna be at basket at basket height. So you you don't need to jump. We train centers. They don't jump to rebound. They jump six inches for rebound because it's all about positions. Yeah. So here you go, a kid doing plyometrics, wrecking his knees squatting heavy wrecking his his hips at a young age yeah man and and then do olympic weightlifting which is a sport in and of itself okay that could be even dangerous and i I tell you because i competed in olympic weightlifting 
at the national level till I was 41. So I know the game. Yeah. And that's why I have two artificial hips. I I did this, the full snatches, ass to the grass. I did all that. And I had good technique at 41. And yeah, yep, I paid for it. So not everybody's body's made to squat. Not everybody's knees are made to jump. And you don't need that. You don't need that. Oh, my, my, you know, my son needs to run faster. Okay, I'll, I'll grant you that. Why? Oh, he needs a four, four forty, four five forty. Uh, no, he doesn't, because you never go in a linear line anywhere. Yes, it's a measurement, but the measurements are BS. Show me one, one combine standout that's in the Hall of Fame. Show me one. Yeah, it's a good point. You won't find them. Yeah, you won't find them. Show me any guy in the NBA that can that's a leading like a Colby, like a LeBron James. LeBron, yeah. Jordan, that level, show me one that can squat, say, 300 for a single, buddy, for a single, not for, can't a, do it. for a single. They can't. Yeah. yeah. They can't. So, so what is all, why are we asking for all of this? Show, show me, show me an NFL Hall of Famer that can bench press 400 pounds. Show me a Hall of Famer that has ran a 4440. You won't find none of this shit. Yeah. Yet the combines are dishing out millions for performance. Yeah. And and excellence in the combine almost predicts failure in the NFL. Go hit that one. Well, and I think what you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, JC, is you can get to that level, but you need to do it the right way because, or you're going to pay for it down the, the road. The way you get to the right level is not what people think it is. Exactly. That's, That's what problem. I mean. That's the That's problem, the problem. Is, is that we're being bombarded with all this misinformation. Totally. A lot of it is lack of education on the people's part. They don't take time. They just probably pass along what the crap they learned yes. to the next generation. And your point is, is that, I mean, you made a really good point about NFL players. I mean, their bodies are wrecked after 30 years. 30, 30 living years. Yeah, 30 Not living 30 years. years in the league. Yeah, that's what I meant. 30 living years. years in the league. Yeah. You know, there's, I mean, the people like Brady who are 45, that's an anomaly. That doesn't, that doesn't happen. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, look, take, take, take that dude. Yeah. Do you think he could survive a day in IHP? Not a day. No. I would put my housewives against that dude and whip his ass. (laughs) But the greatest guy to ever throw a ball. Exactly. Right. And, and if you look at the receivers, um, historically, uh, say, uh, um, Jerry Rice wasn't a high jumper. Wasn't a fast guy. Wasn't a strong guy. He was a conditioned athlete. Yeah. Why? First thing you do is forget about strength. First thing you do is get them in condition. Then teach them proper position. How do you teach them proper position? Practice. Yeah. You have to learn the skills. You have to practice the skills. And then you have to practice it in a live environment so you can chunk. Okay. Chunking is what allows the precision. The precision is being able to anticipate what's going on. And you do that. Chunking means taking a bunch of data and chunking it into a meaningful um, structure or a meaningful thing. And so when an athlete is going to receive a serve, let's say, or an athlete is getting ready to, uh, to, to bat, if the ball, let's say, is thrown, let's say, faster than 94 miles an hour, the batter has to figure out if he's going to swing or not before the ball leaves the pitcher's hand. Sure. Yeah. Okay. How does the batter do that with a certain degree of, of, uh, of uh, certainty? 
How does, I think it's at over 140 miles, and don't quote me on this, but about at 140 miles, 137 miles serving speed, ball speed, you have to decide whether you're going to go right to receive a serve or left, okay, before it hits the racket. So how does a, how does a, a tennis player waiting for a serve goes, I mean, boom, takes yeah. an instantaneous picture, all right, and says, right. And be able to predict that with 90% certainty. Yeah, it's amazing. Because they chunk yeah. a million, trillion points of data like that. So what you think is reaction in sports is not reaction. It's actually anticipation. Anticipation. Okay. All right. How do you develop that? Practice. Yeah. You got to practice. You got to Conditioning. Practice. Yeah. Okay. Practice. So you see it, see it, see it, see it. So condition puts you in position and position allows you to express precision it's a pyramid yeah so now you don't have to squat 300 pounds get in shape get in shape so you can be in the right position well and i love what you said jc about you know fitness because when i hear the term fitness i i think of just body okay muscles uh lean like you know you can lift or whatever but so much, like you pointed out, you're exactly right. I mean, it has to do with the mind, spiritual fitness, you know, mind fitness. I mean, you have to be good up here before your body can be good, right? Yes. And not only spiritual, but also deep, deep reflective, which is, which it crosses into the spiritual world, if yeah. you want to say. But strong psychological, for example. Absolutely. If you... A lot of the reason why guys are searching in a gym for more weight, more weight, more weight is a super compensation to something. Okay. To super what What are you super compensating for? What kind of yeah. insecurity or inequities are you trying to make up with a 18 or 19 inch arm? You think that's going to solve your problems? Your problems are bigger than that 19 inch arm. So once you fix that, once you're happy with yourself, you realize, you know what? I don't, I, need I, don't need, I don't need, I mean, I, I don't mind a good looking body. I yeah. like this, but I don't need to suffer from this dysmorphia anymore where it's never big enough. And I'm willing to sacrifice my body to squat 500 pounds. Why, bro? So you can be king at the gym. What is, what is, what is that? What yeah. is that? For? What is, what are you overcompensating for? Yeah. Really? King at the gym? Okay. <laughs> And you're going to sacrifice your hips. Well, and the thing, and the, and the thing is, and correct me if I'm wrong. Once you get to that 19 inch arm, you obviously have to maintain it, right? I mean, you can't. Yeah. More. If you, if you want to keep it, you got to be doing the same thing or more. More abuse. Well, here, here's then you then you add this issue. What if a 19 inch arm is not within your genetic bandwidth? Yeah. Okay, so let's say your physical potential doesn't give you a 19-inch arm. I don't give a heck what you do. Okay, so now you're looking at steroids, okay? Or you're looking at pushing your body to the point where you're going to break down. You're going to break down. And either way, with the steroids or without the steroids, you're going to break down. Yeah. I mean, if you want to magnify this, okay, all you have to do is, like, look at some of the ex-Mr. Olympians that are on medication. They can't even walk now, some of these guys. Well, and it's okay. interesting you said that because I, when I'm at the gym and maybe, maybe it's just me, maybe I'm, but you can almost tell, I know you can, cause you're an expert. Okay. That guy's juicing. I mean, that guy's on something, right? You know what I mean? You can just yeah, yeah, look yeah. at him and say, that's not fucking normal. 
Yeah, I mean, some guys are normal and they don't look normal, but the majority of the guys that are that have that look, they're not normal. They're they're, they're juicing. Okay, are you are you? Because look, I'm on testosterone. I I am. I was going to ask you about. I'm on. TRT. I'm on testosterone, but bro, I'm so self medicated conservatively that I cut my dose before the doctor even gets to me. Yeah. So for example, standard dose for a guy that's running uh, below 300 or in the low 300s, it's 200 mLs a week. You do two 100 mL injections. That's standard. Yeah. I start doing that, goes up to 600, I'm happy. 700, I'm happy. 8, 900, all right. And it goes up to 1,200. Well, I didn't even consult with my doctor. I cut it in half. Yeah. Okay, so I went once a week with 100. Okay, 600, 700, beautiful for like six or seven years. For reasons unbeknownst to me, my testosterone has taken off. My last blood work, it was 925. Yeah. And it had been as high as 1200, but it was tested two days after the injection. Yeah. So you get this artificial high read. I said, well, let me see four days after the injection and let's see where it's at. I, I expected to see seven, 700. I saw 925 and I called the doctor. I said, too high for me. Too high for me. My free testosterone is 200. And so my my blood, my red blood cells are super high. And my hematocrit, the viscosity of my blood is very thick. Yeah. 54. Yeah. I'm going, no, 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 we're not yeah. doing this. So I've already cut it. Instead of cutting the dose, I spread out the injection every instead of every seven days, every nine days. And we'll do that for three or four months and see where it's at. And okay. I just gave blood to bring my hematocrit down. Yeah. So these are things that if you're going to be on testosterone, you know, you got to stay on top of this stuff, bro. I, I mean, I'm, I'm ahead. The doctor called me actually, as a matter of fact, yesterday, I said, I did this. He goes, uh, and she goes, uh, I, I wish all my patients were like you. <laughs> I said, no, no, no. Don't worry about a hematocrit. I already gave blood last Friday. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And I had to, I had them uh, take a little bit uh, red blood cells out and fairing out. So Everything is under control. Very sweet. Everything else is fine. Well, I'm glad you brought up uh, testosterone because I've been taking testosterone for a couple of years now. I feel great. Uh, I know when I fir first started taking it and I had to do the therapeutic blood draws to, you know, get, get the excess out. And, but I'm glad you brought it up because this is uh, a possible option for a lot of people out there, a lot of men. And yeah. or, Old, I remember when cats. I, what's that? Older cats. Yeah. Older cats. Like, yeah. like me. <laughs> well, you know, some some guys at forty, some guys at thirty five start, yeah. you know, ha going low in the testosterone. Look, get a check. You get There's it checked no out. There's no shame in this. But I remember when I started taking it. You know, people are hey, taking steroids. I'm like, no, I'm not. It's testosterone. Am I wrong, JC? Uh, you're you're taking steroids. Am I taking steroids when when yes. I'm doing TRT? Yes. I thought it was like testosterone. Testosterone is a steroid, <laughs> but not not the 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 bad stuff, right? Is it is it bad? No, it's it's not bad. But there's 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 what what the the bad stuff is not stuff. It's bad use. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. Because you can take decadrablin, and I'm not a you know I'm not a, 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 a steroid guru. I, I, they're, bodybuilders are the experts. If you really want to know, don't ask a doctor. Ask a, a professional bodybuilder. Yeah. The dudes are like basically scientists. Insane uh, level of because of, they're uh, they're in the middle of it. They're doing they're, it. they're in the middle of it. Yeah, 
So you can take DECA, DECA which is one of the strongest uh, steroids out there, testosterone is out there, very, very anti-inflammatory. You swell up, the that, 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 that has other side effects. And if you're taking it, for example, I got on a, on a cycle of DECA on my second hip replacement because I needed it to repair. Sure. Okay. And I didn't go on testosterone replacement until I was 48. And the reason that I went into it was actually because of my right hip. So I wanted it to repair fast because I wanted to do a seminar two weeks after the replacement. So I wanted to be on a plane. We were heading to the NSCA. And on the second one, I was heading to Argentina. So, you know, I didn't, I didn't sit down too, too much. Yeah. So that's how I started with the steroids. And just so happens that my testosterone was dropping at 48, was already down in the 300. So he goes, look, why don't you stay on this stuff? But I can tell you that if you use it appropriately, you can recover. Yeah. You can do things. If you have AIDS, you know, some of, some of these steroids are, are immensely helpful. If you have AIDS, if you have any, um, any catabolic condition. Mm-hmm. So yeah, insulin, awesome if you're a diabetic. But if you're taking insulin as a bodybuilder, you better know what the hell you're doing. I just don't see that as a so as the a bottom. But so whatever you're ta- you're going to take or thinking about for the listeners out there, if you're thinking about taking testosterone, go to a doctor. Go to Absolutely. somebody who knows you what the hell they're doing. Yeah, and you don't do take blood that. work. You don't buy that from your friend at the gym. <laughs> No, no. And you don't believe even a bodybuilder that knows what they're doing. No, no, and no. The way you do this is if you're feeling crappy, if you're in your 30s, late mid 30s and early 40s, and you're like, oh, I just don't have it. I don't have the energy. And and you see a little bit of body fat getting on you and on you, you know, you anyways, you should be getting checkups regularly anyways, yearly at the very least. Yeah. Say, hey, doc, you know, I'm not feeling very good. Can you check my testosterone? Bingo. Go check I your- like what you said. It's it's the misuse of it, right? The misuse. Yeah. It's like there's no good or bad exercise. It's bad application. Yeah. Okay. It's not no good or bad, you know, drugs. It's the abuse of drugs. Yeah. Heroin. Okay. Uh, nobody would suggest you do that recreationally. Okay, but there's applications for that. Morphine, same thing. Well, they're ketamine now in treatment. Propofol. Okay. What Michael Jackson? uh, Well, uh, if I'm going to have anesthesia, I would like propofol. Thank you very much because I don't want to feel the surgery. But I'm not going to take propofol because I can't sleep. No, I'm not going to (laughs) putz around like that. Yeah, yeah. That's where that's the misuse. The misuse. The misuse is where the trouble is. It's not in the substance. Alcohol. A drink is cool. Two drinks is better. But a half a bottle and then driving is a stupidity. So well, and it's interesting that you you bring that up because if you 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 see it, JC. All these studies that come out now. I read a study or an article a couple of days ago that says, you know, one glass of wine a day is not actually bad for you. You know, I mean, depending, yeah. but it, but it's again, I mean, it's there's a good and bad. Say, I mean, I you say, always hear yeah. all these things. I would say yes, but, but if you don't drink the benefits of, or the not bad for you is not worth picking up drinking. Sure. Sure. Or health benefits. So yeah. if you're a non-drinker and you're happy, uh, stay non-drinker. Yeah. Stay, stay a non-drinker. I guess <laughs> I should have prefaced it by that, but, and, but it's interesting how you see like you, to what you were talking about. Okay. Maybe, maybe there are good applications to these once taboo things. You know what I mean? 
that we thought just was about taboo. everything that's taboo has a proper application just a proper application that's awesome you know everything 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 even if it uh, a small dose would kill you uh there's going to be a proper scientific application for something maybe it's for uh weed and feed maybe it's for uh, uh you know thinning paint but there'll there'll be a good use well, for the substance go, go, going back to you know when i went to treatment at shatterproof i said you know i just mentioned ketamine now i was arresting people for this shit you know years ago but like you said, the 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 small amount and every patient's different, but the right application can do wonders for for somebody suffering from PTS. Correct, correct. So I'm I'm very careful to point fingers and go bad, because as sure as hell, when you say bad, there'll be a good thing to it. Yeah. So it's keep yeah. an open mind. Yeah. Just. It, it, there's there's instances, you know, I mean, the simplest thing is, you know, the Ten Commandments. There's And, and you, thou should not kill. Well, there's times when that is indicated. Yes. Okay. Somebody comes in your house at two o'clock. They got a weapon. You got children in the house. Military. You know, then, yeah. it, it, you know, it's done. It, yeah. it, I mean, it, then it's, it's, uh, it's justified. Yeah. And that's why we have murder in the first and the second and the third uh, involuntary manslaughter self-defense and all this other because yeah. it depends on the context but it all it it all involves somebody dying yeah and somebody making that person dead yeah absolutely <laughs> so what's the context i learned so much today talking to you i learned more about testosterone which is amazing well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> and, and you know, uh, some people are on the cream. My training partner is on the cream. He loves the cream. He goes, "Should I go on the injectable?" I go, "Bro, your blood work is beautiful. You don't, you don't break what's not broke. You don't fix what's not broken." So yeah, blood work is great. I went on injectables, um, and I'm happy, and I'm titrating the um, the in the amounts down. Because I'm very conservative with it. I don't need 900, 1,000, and 2,000, uh, 1,200 levels. I don't want it. Yeah. You know, my dad had prostate cancer. I'm not turning on the sprinklers for prostate cancer to grow. <laughs> yeah. And testosterone, high levels of testosterone, is water to prostate cancer. Okay. So yeah. I'm dealing with that. So, no, yeah. I'm being very conservative, extremely conservative. Wow. JC Santana. Tell us really quick, brother, before we wrap up, we we're talking about before we started your little visit to FHE Health. How was it? It's amazing, man. It's another um, it's another chapter basically in my life because you know I'm I'm a geekazoid on some things. I have <laughs> I have artists and I have scientists, and I have these bipolar things that I got going on. <laughs> so I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna read my pre and post uh, labs from <laughs> <laughs> and, and when I was studying with Dr. Signorelli at the University of Miami, we did a fair amount of studying on the neuroplasticity of the brain. Yeah. Basically, how adaptive it is, because we thought that that even patterns of movement were hardwired. They're not. No. And if you learn a new pattern, there is a morphological change in the brain that can be quantified. New cells, new bifurcations, and it's just insane. This thing here is constantly moving moving shaking and baking for greatest, the good and the bad greatest supercomputer in the world wow in it, the it universe ability to repair itself so i didn't know this 
but um you know head trauma for example you know oh yeah i used to box well let's see what's going on in there and so when they did the brain mapping and brain mapping is a picture that they take of your brain that measures the wave activity that's what it measures it's not like an mri it's a colorful thing it looks like a rainbow yeah and different uh um, wavelengths uh different wavelengths have different colors okay and they see three conditions that's when they brain map you they brain map you under three conditions you stand alert and look at a dot for 10 minutes and they see your brain so what does your brain do when you're not doing much but you're alert and then they ask you to close your eyes but not go to sleep and then you do that for 10 minutes and they want to see what happens when you're when you kind of shut it down but you're not sleeping so they want to see the body's the brain's ability to follow that direction okay it's dark chill all right yeah then they do a real interesting thing which is a response uh test where they throw 800 stimuluses at about half a second three quarters of a second pace so it's Mm-hmm. It's pretty fast. And they throw 800 at you. And there's stop signs. A green stop sign with a go in, inside and a red stop sign with a no inside. And so they have a mouse in your right hand or left hand. And when it's green, boom, you click it. If it's red, you don't click it. And so you would think, oh, easy. No, it's not easy. No. <laughs> 800 of them will beat your ass, bro. <laughs> it gets to the point where you're like, okay, here we go, you know. And um, so they 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 take... Uh, how many you missed out of the 800? What is what is your average uh, response time? And where are your peaks and valleys and all that yeah. stuff? And what they noticed was that the left side of my brain was repairing. Repairing from what? Well, I was a fighter. And I'm a yeah. right-handed fighter. So a lot of the stuff that came to the head from that rear right leg and from that right hand comes to this side of the body. Okay? And here you get a, an occasional left hook, which... It's damaging as well, but a lot of it comes to to the body down here, left hook to the body, and so on and so forth. I also took a couple of spills on my bike because I used to race bikes after my um, my wrestling career. I wanted to get into something cardio, but where I didn't have to starve, so I chose bike racing. So did a lot of miles, good cardio, all that stuff, and I took a couple of spills, and all of them were in here to the left side. Mm-hmm. So in comes the brain map and it shows red waves, slow waves wow. here, gammas. And then they had frequencies on the right side and the left side of the brain. So here's the repair, but the reduction in function occurs on the right side. Yeah. And some of my waves were a little flat instead of you know a higher amplitude. So if they measure the left side and the right side of my brain, they go, oh, look at this one. This one's nice and high. This one's a little flat. So if you get hit here, whiplash, the damage on the tissue is here, but the decrement in function is here. That's what yeah. I showed in my brain map, particularly. So they hit me with 15 different um, uh, sessions, you know, and at the end, they hit me with another set of tests. And so it's amazing to yes. see how the red stuff is gone. I'm going, okay, show me the show me the frequencies, the waves. And then you go, wow, my brain is more symmetrical. Yeah. My brain is more repaired. My brain is healthier. And yeah. you say, well, you, you think you're sleeping better and that you're remembering things better. And not necessarily. I think I sleep better, but I haven't really 
a master the not getting up five times, four times in a night. Okay. <laughs> so, but I am noticing that the quality of my sleep is better. Yeah. I'm noticing that I'm that I'm calmer. And um my my memory, I still forget stuff. Yeah. So they're hitting me now with a parasympathetic protocol. So we started today. And that is to That's bring awesome. my parasympathetic up to see if I can get further calm. And that will impact the um it's uh, just it's, it's just amazing what we're what we're yeah. learning about so, the brain. What so we, we got know our about the brain. Yeah. So we got Go our ahead. fighters, and you know that I train uh, a lot of MMA fighters. Yeah. And yeah. One of the things that I want to do before I die, I want to be that doctor that talked about concussion with the NFL. I want to oh, be yeah. that doctor to MMA. Because for yeah. 20 years, I've been telling them, you don't need to spar. And you certainly don't need to spar as hard as, as this. Like the equivalent of telling the football players, you don't need to deadlift four or 500 pounds. You yeah. don't need to squat four or 500 pounds. You don't even need to run a four, three, 40. You don't yeah. need to do any of that. You don't need to bench press 25 pounds, 30 times. You don't need to do any of that, guys, and go against the culture. I'm doing that. Yeah. So we're taking our fighters to FHE. I know. I saw. Yeah. And yeah. I'm dying to see, you know, what, what they see when they see their brains and pictures of their brains and how they're going to be after. And when I show hard data, I want to get sensors in, in headgears so we can count the number of concussions in a, in a sparring session. And show up to MMA Masters, show up to American Top Team, show up to Kill Cliff with hard data. Uh, yeah. yeah. Not opinion, hard data. data. And yeah. say, now I can prove to you what I've been telling you for 20 years. You're killing these young men. You're killing them. They don't have to spar hard to be great fighters. Yeah. They have to train smart. So yeah, it's the same thing, you know, in that movie Concussion that that doctor did. What he was trying to, you know, petition the league, the NFL, and he was because remember he studied woodpeckers, and he studied all these different, you know, he went through all this research, and one of his thing was, and he was saying, you know, that the woodpecker—that's what they're designed to do. They, their, their head, their brain is encapsulated. You know, it's right. designed to do that. Uh, you know, humans don't have that. No, and you, no. you're asking this little piece of plastic to protect their their brains. It can't because even if the plastic was thick, even if it was. It, yeah, it's it, rocking it, around the brain. There, there you go. It's that. I don't care what you put. You can put this much gel. If you're going from 20 miles an hour to zero in six inches, you're going to have a concussion. Well, it's I the same like you were saying with MMA and boxing. It's the same thing. Dude, one, a good jab can concuss you. Yeah. A good jab. And there's these people will. Will be just like the uh, uh, detonators, the demolition guys in the uh, in the uh, in the armed forces. You know they got the helmets, they got everything. You know they they blow blow up, they dust themselves up. It's like okay, let's go to the next house. So what happened? Well, they started noticing that when they got back to the barracks, they had problems with these people, social antisocial problems, and you know even even a couple of deaths. So I said, wait a minute, it's it's these bomb guys. What's going on? And they figured out that these guys were getting concussed. Yeah. Concussed every time they detonated something. They figured, hey, let's man up. I'm a little dizzy. Let's go to the next house and do it. So now they have sensors in the helmets. And when the sensors go off red, they pull that guy out. They treat him, make sure that he's safe before he goes back. Yeah. I want to put those sensors in headgears. Yeah. 
Well, I have an idea. I have a, I have a feeling you're going to do it, brother. Oh, rest <laughs> assured it's going to get done. Rest assured it's going to get done. JC Santana, thank you so much, my friend, uh, my for friend, coming on the show. It's been an I could talk to you all day, brother. Got to have you back <laughs> on. More knowledge. I was writing stuff down. I'm like, oh, God. I'm doing this yeah. wrong. I'm doing that wrong. We'll, 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 we'll do a, a monthly thing. We'll do it every two or three months, however you want. I'm always Big here. shout out to FHE, brother. Yes, sir. Go ahead. FHE, you're gonna, you've been saving lives, and you're going to save more lives and bringing all my fighters to you. <laughs> Thank you, brother. <laughs> and for the listener out there, I mean, we're gonna, I'm going to put everything that we talked about in the show notes along with uh, how to reach J.C. Santana, all his social everything so thank you brother god bless you i appreciate you, your work i hope sometime when i'm down in florida i can meet you please please come you on down me, you kick my ass into shape brother no 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 we're <laughs> gonna walk it we're gonna walk down and do them all <laughs> thanks brother appreciate it man love you brother love you too